Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them out, bring them Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts Zay, Young Vander, and Broja. Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host Zay, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, and I got my crew with me today. Holla at the people, Fantasy Phenom, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And my guy, your guy, bro, Joe. Hi, let him, Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Week 10 is here. Playoffs are right around the corner. For several of us, these next couple of weeks are going to tell the tale of whether or not we make the playoffs. We have injuries. We have waivers. We have bye weeks. Um, a whole bunch of people have been hurt. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy how many quarterbacks have been hurt this year so far. So a lot of choppy waters to navigate. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel at fantasy football fiend that's fiend spelled f-e-i-n also if you haven't joined the facebook group make sure you join the facebook group that's the fantasy football fiend family again f-e-i-n we make sure we get you a lot of detailed information and answer all of your questions and things of that nature on the website uh as far as uh, facebook is concerned so Make sure you join us there. We have a great show in store for you today. News and notes, rapid fire 10, your matchups, best bets. But we're going to go ahead and get the party started with your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So the Rams just went and hired Carson Wentz. So I don't know if that means that... uh, Brett Rippon just wasn't a good enough backup, or if this means that Matthew Stafford may not be quite as healthy um, as his coach, who said he's optimistic about Stafford playing after the bye week. Maybe they're not quite as optimistic as they are letting on. Uh, what's your uh, synopsis on that scenario, young man? Yeah, I definitely think no Stafford is. I don't think Stafford is ready, um, being that they made this sign during the bye week. It gives uh, Carson Wentz an additional week to get prepared, maybe learn the offense, learn some verbiage, things of that nature. And also this sign just shows me that this team actually think they can win some games this year. They're not tanking for a higher draft pick. They really want to try to win some games. Um, so bringing a guy like Carson Wentz, I mean, that's why I think, you know, that veteran presence. Um, I also think this move is to be the medium to the next quarterback, the heir apparent, because I think this can very well be uh, Stafford's last year there with the Rams. Yeah, I heard that they were trying to actually um, trade him, but they really didn't have very much, you know, interest, which is kind of interesting based on, you know, how many quarterbacks are currently injured. Um, but we'll definitely see how that works out. I know Wentz is happy. He finally got a home. Um, maybe it worked out for for the, you know, for his best based on the wide receivers that he's going to have access to now. Um, another quarterback that got hurt, Ricky Jaron Hall, who was playing because Kirk Cousins got hurt and is out for the year. Um, but Hall has a concussion 
And uh, Dobbs was traded for. He ended up having to play his first week in Minnesota. And now it looks like that's going to be his job to lose. And the rookie just got a bad break. But, um, you know, what's your uh, opinion on Dobbs? Can we trust him? Is this a one-week wonder as far as uh, the fantasy points he was able to put up and the fact that he actually helped them win the game? Or do you expect big things uh, with Justin Jefferson possibly coming back here in the next couple of weeks and Dobbs being at least a better QB than the young rookie Hall? What you got on that one, Joe? I think he's a, a good pickup. I mean, let's not take nothing away from Jerry Hall. He had almost 80 yards in that first quarter. He was on his way to having a good game, uh, that matchup. But Dobbs, like you said, I just think Dobbs do a great job of running the ball and passing the ball. And we just seen what he did with not knowing nothing. I think, to your point, getting uh, Justin Jefferson in a few weeks is great. And then the offensive line is just going to be turned into being healthier. There's another team that we're talking about. You know, Kirk Cousins did not get uh, a new deal. He's on the one this is last year his deal. We, you know, just like Vander was alluding to, we might be seeing somebody that can hold the keys, you know, to get somebody else. Unless, you know, Kirk going to take way less, which we know he don't. We are about to see uh, who's holding the keys or if they're moving on in Arizona as well. But it looks like for this week, Kyler Murray is going to be one, be the one driving the car. So he's back from the knee injury. I don't know how I feel about Kyler Murray week one back. Um, most of his fantasy value came from being able to run the ball. I, I'm not saying that I think that he might not be healthy, but I think it may take him a couple of weeks to have the confidence to be able to do what he needs to do in order to be effective on the field and in order to be effective in fantasy, which is, you know, run the ball. Um, Vander, what you got on Murray? I mean, what a what a a welcoming um, right. to come back in your first game against Miles Garrett, right? Um, no, they don't play Cleveland. No, 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 no. That was last week. That was he was last supposed week. to start last week, yeah, but yeah, I think I they, they spared him. Yeah, I about to say that would have been a hell of a welcoming. All um, right. But, you know, Kellen Murray is one of those guys, yeah, you know, you speak on him getting points with his legs, things of that nature. But he actually can throw the ball. Um, He's not one of those guys that really like to run. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of stuck. In, he he, he runs because he has to. Um, but let's see how he looks in this new offense. I mean, he's really the air gun, air raid quarterback. But that's not what's in place here. Um, so it's interesting to see how this thing works out um, moving forward. But um, I think this helps uh, everybody's fantasy value. Marquise gets a bull, a joke. Um, the work of uh, McBride now that uh, Hurst is out. He gets a little bump. And also, my guy, Mike Wilson, I think uh, also gets a little boost uh, having this guy at quarterback. Justin Fields probably won't be starting this Thursday um, per his coach, but he should be ready to go on next week. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of one of those is what it is. I went ahead and picked him up and stashed him um, in, in, in a league where someone else just got rid of him. So I got him for free. I probably wasn't going to start him this week anyway. Um, I like the the matchup with uh, C.J. Stroud a little bit better, you know, so I, I got both of my Buckeyes. <laughs> One of them I got for free. So uh, Ryan Tannehill limited in his return to practice. Not his job anymore. Um, Will Evans has been named the QB1. So I, I don't know how th- – that's another guy that, you know – He'll probably be moving on somewhere. I'm not sure what his contract situation is or how much time he may have left, or it may just be, you know, 
them parting ways anyway because he was on the last year. But Ryan Tannehill will not be the starter, barring any unforeseen circumstances there in Tennessee. Um, now, another injury situation, the New York Giants. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy this year as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Both Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor won't be able to make it. Um, your boy, Tony DeVito, who isn't very good, <laughs> is going to be the starter. His backup is Matt Barkley. So I'm seeing this as a huge Saquon Barkley week as far as carries is concerned. But I can also see the defense keying in on Barkley, making it a very difficult week for him. Um, but what are we what are we thinking about the Giants' prognosis? Um, they, they, they're they're in a they're in bad shape. I don't I don't know if that coach is going to be able to make it through this, or does he get a reprieve due to all the injuries on the team? Like, what's our thoughts on 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 the Giants right now? I'm thinking if you're playing in uh, daily fantasy DFS, I'm thinking you play the Cowboys defense this week. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. This, this is going to be ugly. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's all I can say. This it's going to be ugly, man. As far as uh, dab, Dabble, I don't think he loses his job, per se. Uh, I think they're going to give him a little time to be able to get the guys that he want in the building. But it's just like, uh, you know, I told you not to when it comes to signing Daniel Jones to that contract. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't worth it. Um, really wasn't that good of a quarterback. And now you're kind of stuck with some money, some dead money, you know what I'm saying, moving forward. It's going to hurt you. I think they have some kind of an out in the contract. I'm not sure how it works, but I think they have some some type of out in the contract where they can kind of get rid of them. But they got to there'll still be some dead cap there, too. But yeah, they're in a bad situation, you know, and quarterbacks don't grow on trees. You know what I mean? So I think they could have, you know, took the route of drafting some guys. Um, They did get the guy, the guy, uh, um, Thibodeau early. Um, got, yeah, yeah, got, yeah. The, uh, the defensive lineman. Right. They spent some early draft capital on him. I think the offensive tackle, I think his last name was Neil or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, but those could have been some rounds that they grabbed the quarterback, you know? So now they're going to be on the hunt, you know, moving forward. I think eventually, as, as far as the future is concerned, but as far as this week is concerned, uh, they may not pass the 50-yard line, man. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of them games. Like, it's going to be... And and with uh, Dallas coming off of a, of a loss, a close loss at that, yeah, they're they gonna they they're gonna be they they aren't gonna want to allow this team to slip up on them the way Arizona did. So, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting week as far as that defense is concerned. But yeah, I, I can see that defense putting up points like 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 a quarterback basically. By oh, yeah. the time it's all said and done, uh, between the interceptions, the fumbles. And I, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. They, they're gonna have at least one pick six or fumble return for a touchdown. He's a little bad. I don't care what nobody say. It's a cool little a, story. He's like a local kid. I think he's from Jersey, but yeah, he is. Yeah, nah, he looked bad, man. He looked he looked just as bad as Zach Wilson out there. I, I I I think Zach Wilson actually looked better than he did, and that's saying <laughs> a lot. That's saying a whole lot. Got a few uh, running back injuries to talk about. Uh, uh, Kenneth Walker is tending to a chest injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Make sure you keep your ear to the ground as far as that's concerned. 
Um, Amari DiMarcato, the running back for Arizona, didn't practice on Wednesday, but James Conner did get in a limited practice on Wednesday, which tells me uh, with being removed from the injury reserve list and being able to get in a limited practice on Wednesday, you should be able to expect him to play this Sunday. Not exactly sure what you're going to get out of him, but um, it looks like the the whole game is going to be back in town. They're all coming back together. Kadero Patterson um, had a little bit of an ankle injury on Sunday, but he doesn't look to be out of it. David Montgomery had a full practice on Wednesday, so he's back from the rib injury. Um, Aaron Jones was limited on Wednesday. He's been dealing with a hamstring pretty much all year, um, so we're going to kind of have to see how how that goes but uh, he was able to go last week so I, I would imagine unless there's a setback he'll be able to go this week um Khalil Herbert had a uh limited session in practice um he's off the injured report he was dealing with that ankle injury he had a pretty bad ankle injury so um we're expecting to see him this week now my question to you Joe is with Khalil Herbert being back with uh, Rashawn Johnson being available and now with kind of seeing what you got out of uh, Foreman. Is this going to be too large of a uh, committee to depend on anybody? Or do you kind of feel like with Herbert being back, he's going to go back to kind of being the lion's share holder? Or or do we just not want to mess with this backfield at this point? Yeah, I think you you said everything that I need to say there. I wouldn't feel any uh, confident in this backfield, only because I think Khalil was the, the piece that you kind of needed as that scat back. Look at Deontay and Roshan, they're the same guy, but Roshan is the better pass catcher. Even though Mormon is good. Mormon is a good pass catcher. We just seen it a couple weeks ago. He had uh, several passes, but I think it, now it's just too muddy for me. I think Khalil was the piece that you needed to make it a, a, a good offense, and that just come at the cost of everybody else. Damian Pierce didn't practice on Wednesday. He's still dealing with the angle injury. Uh, Pierre Strong Jr., who had a couple of good showings with the Browns. Uh, he's dealing with a hamstring, so he's out. Now, Cam Akers, he is officially done for the year with an Achilles injury. So uh, they traded for him, um, and it doesn't look like they're going to have him in the fold anyway, even with the trade. So, um, like I said, a lot of injuries going on. I'm uh, Moving on over to wide receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigba is dealing with a hip issue. Um, Joe, uh, what's your thoughts on on, on, on on Smith and Jigba? I know he's my Buckeye. I had high hopes for him this year. He hasn't, I mean, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been as good as I thought he could either. I know that's your squad. You probably watched a few more games uh, of, of Seattle than I have. Uh, what's your prognosis as far as this guy's concerned? And is this just kind of like rookie woes and, bright future or are we kind of seeing what we're going to get out of him no 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 his name is tyler lockett get him out of there and you're going to see exactly what you want to see this offense right now we, we see in three tight ends right now we got lockett we got metcalf and then now we got whoever you want to choose out of charbonnet and walker i think it's too many miles because it's such a proficient offense uh, it's just money in it. You know, it's, I hate to use that word money in it, but he's making great plays. He's doing what he's asked to do. But we've seen this offense only take two guys at a time. We've seen it with Jermaine Kirsten, Doug Baldwin. We saw it with Doug Golden Tate, Doug Baldwin. We've seen it from 
Bobby Ingram and Darnell Jackson. You know what I mean? Like going way back. We need Lockett to go. You know, to honestly to maximize his potential. But we, you know, yeah, a 35 yard pass. That that was a bulk of his receiving yards um, last week. But he's still a great guy. You know, as far as dynasty, I think you want to get on him because. I think at some point we're going to get really close to the teeth here. We want to be a good team, be a contender. Contracts like Jamal Adams and the Tyler Lockett, if he doesn't want to restructure, that might be a pivot point for us to actually go out and acquire the pieces that offensive line uh, and try to revamp things on the defensive side of the ball because we're not getting much out of the secondary that we're paying Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams all that money. Joshua Palmer returned from a knee sprain, so it looks like he's going to be back in the fold this week. Um, the rookie, Quentin Johnson, didn't do very much with his opportunity. Um, he's he's not looking like he's going to pan out. Now, granted, he is a rookie. Some some guys take a little bit longer to catch on, but I kind of had high hopes for, for, for him in that particular offense, um, and especially when Mike Williams went down because he's kind of like, that same prototype, if that makes sense. But um, we'll kind of have to see how that goes. Uh, Mike Wilson, he was limited on Wednesday with a shoulder injury, but he is limited on Wednesday. Normally, if you're limited on Wednesday, you're going to go on Sunday. KJ Osborne did not practice. He had a serious concussion. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw that play where where he kind of got his bell rung, but they you know brought out the cart and everything. Like it, he he was like. He was motionless for for a few moments there. He was able to hop on the cart itself, but so he didn't need help doing that. So that was a great sign. But um, you know, best wishes and luck to KJ Osborne. Um, Alan Lazard he had a limited practice on Wednesday, uh, dealing with a knee issue, and uh, Nico Collins he was limited on Wednesday uh, with a calf issue. So. Um, now, Vander, Justin Jefferson, he's limited in return to practice, dealing with the hamstring. He's in his um, 21-day window of them being able to activate him. Do you think that they give him this full window or seeing as how they just won this game and they're in the uh, playoff race, if you will, they're going to kind of get him back out there ASAP or do they kind of you know use kid gloves? Like, What's your opinion as far as Justin Jefferson's uh, rest of the season or rest of the fantasy season, at least, um, prognosis? I think he plays next week. Um, okay. I don't think he'll play this week, but I think he'll be out there next week. Um, if you just look at the history of younger guys with this injury, um, you don't really need the full window. So, um, you know, statistics say he'll come back full, ready to go. So don't think there'll be a decline on his production. Um, he'll be the Jefferson that you know before when he does return. The thing is, with this new quarterback, how would that – how's that going right. to go? You know, <laughs> right. him and Cousins, you know, him and Cousins has had a chemistry. Right. Even though we've seen Dawes play decent this 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 season, um, this last game. Um, so I kind of dropped on my ranking. I do have Jefferson lowered a little bit more. Um, I still have my wide receiver one, but he's not – in, in. He's not in the God tier no more. I right, think. right at quarterback so but he still can he's not, he's not gonna put up quarterback numbers he's just gonna put up wide receiver one numbers now right 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 <laughs> and, and you know we the justin jefferson owners have been spoiled it looks Back. good over there and you have 25 30 points from him looks great but 
scoring have to tell it back a little bit. He's still going to do well. He still can win you your league if you held him. Um, but um, I, I'm looking for him to, to play next week. And that pretty much wraps up your news. Let's go ahead and get into Rapid Fire 10. And now, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. All right, man. We got the Rapid Fire 10, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. Who do I start this week? Let's get right into it. So, we got Tyson Badgett or Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, I take O'Connell. Joshua. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think he got a crazy matchup this week. Who who he played this week? O'Connell? O'Connell got the Jets. Oh, nah. Uh, Let's go to Badgett. Let's go to Badgett. I'm going to still roll with O'Connell. You still going to come? Yeah, I'm still rolling with O'Connell because the, the the Jets' offense is so horrible. He's gonna have plenty of opportunities. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. All right, we got uh, um, Joshua Dobbs or Will Levis. Actually, I'm gonna go with Levis on this one. Yeah, give me Levis. After he got past uh, Pittsburgh, which I was I was curious about. He looked now. I can endorse him now. All right, we got Jameer Gibbs or Najee Harris. Give me Najee just because Montgomery turned into coming back. I know Monty's coming back, but I think I'm a roll. I think I'm a roll with Gibbs. They they saw what they have in him now, so I think the kid gloves are off. That's going to be a 50-50 split instead of you know Monty getting the lion's share at this point. And and Harris is trash. Not trash. He's a recyclable. He's not quite garbage. He's a recyclable. Warren is clearly the better running back on that team. So, but yeah, so let me get Gibbs. All right, this is an interesting one. We got Alexander Madison or B. John Robinson. Mm. Lord. I'm going to go with Madison just because of the matchup. I'm going to go with Madison because his coach isn't slow. Arthur Smith, I don't... He, another conversation for a different day, but Arthur Smith is just horrible, but I, I'm, I'm going with Madison. All right. We got Calvin Ridley or Christian Watson? Ridley or what? Uh, Watson, um, in a standard league, at least, only has like 26 points on the year. Like he, He's not having a good year at all. Um, at least you might get that blow-up game from Ridley. I agree. All right. We got Jerry Judy. And we got Juju Smith-Schuster. Judy. Let's go with Judy. (laughs) (laughs) And that pains me to say it. (laughs) All right. Good one here. We got Taysom Hill. Oh, we got Dalton Kincaid. See, I love why, I love the reason behind that one. I'm gonna go with Kincaid to not come back to. Him. Um, 
I think I'm I, I I think he'll have the better chance of getting a touchdown. They're going up against the Vikings. Um, I can see him getting in in the red zone. So I'm I'm gonna go with the guy that's more likely to get the touchdown, which I think is Hill. Johnu Smith or Kyle Pitts? Oh man, um, I'm gonna go Johnu. I love that question. He getting five, six targets a game. He clearly getting most of the receptions between the two of them. Um, give me look because Arthur Smith is who he is. I'm gonna go with Johnu. It should be Johnu, <laughs> but that's who yeah, it's gonna be. Bro, <laughs> blame me. All right, we got Brandon Ayuk or Joe Mixon. Brandon Ayuk or Joe Mixon. Flexy flex. Um, honestly, since Burrow's been right, Mixon's been right. So I'm gonna stay in the flames with Mixon. He has a better chance of getting a touchdown. I definitely agree with you there, but I won't be surprised that you have a hundred yard game coming up. And last but not least, Nico Collins or Javonta Williams. Give me Nico. I hope it's Nico because I need him to show up this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll with Nico. All right, cool. So that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All righty, we're going to hop into these matchups. Make sure you're right for the weekend. Um, We have a couple of buys. So it's like, mm-hmm. what's up? Wait, before we hop into the matchups, um, waiver ads. Okay. I do want to speak on that real quick. Anyone has any waiver ads they they recommend going into week 10? I, have a I would say Kiate uh, met you from the Ravens, but I'm quite sure he didn't got eight up already this morning. This is Wednesday. Uh if you're in a two QB league, try to pick up Wentz. Never know what might happen or how long you might be in there. Um, any quarterback is a good quarterback to have in a two QB league, especially if it's one where people hoard the quarterbacks. Um, the other one I would say would probably be um, Jahan Dotson has actually had a few good weeks in a row now. So yeah. maybe it's time to go ahead and add him if no one else has already. Um not saying that you depend on him this week, but if he has another week, he may actually be the one with the most chemistry with the quarterback um, going down the stretch. So that that may be a, another good pickup if you're hurting that wide receiver. And, and, and the guy we spoke on earlier, man, Joshua Dobbs, he's only 22% on. Uh, I know Joe had mentioned something before about this guy being like a top 10 QB. Mm-hmm. Um, so top 10? Yeah, I was watching something on, I think, on Twitter where they have him as, as QB10 right now in the end. Wow. So that, a lot But of you know what, though? With so many quarterbacks being hurt, and he hasn't been out of a game yet, so that kind of makes sense. Like, Because wasn't it like um somewhere close to like 10 QBs had backup positions, either um, – yeah, I think it was like 10 different teams had backup QBs or a backup to the backup QB playing last right. week. So I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And also Noah Brown. Why not? If you dig in yeah, deep. He looked good out there, didn't he? 
if you're digging deep, I think Noah Brown could be a guy you should also take a look at as well. Kind of kind of made me scared a little bit for Nico Collins because that, that's normally his ball that's being called Noah Brown. Tank Dale Del had a, a great game too. Yeah, both of them. All, all yeah. three of them had a good game. I mean, even you shows. can do that Everybody. when your quarterback put up almost 500 points. I mean, 500 yards. So. But that ain't going to be every week. So that kind of scares me. Um you know, for all three of them, when it's an equal distribution and he doesn't have one of those, you know, 500 yard weeks, or whatever the case may be. So, which is going to be most weeks, he ain't going to get anywhere close to that. But we'll kind of have to see how that goes. But yeah, th- that's definitely uh, one of those dig deep situations. And he's probably, he's probably um, readily available in most leagues. So. All right. First matchup, we have the Colts going up again. No. The Panthers going up against the Bears on Thursday. Uh, this one is a 38 and a half point over under, and the Panthers are getting the three and a half points. Um, I'll start us out with this one. Avoid it if you can. Um, I say that for two reasons. You have a young quarterback that isn't very good yet and a backup quarterback that isn't very good. Um, Cole Komet did pretty decent. That seems to be a favorite target. Um, obviously, if you have DJ Moore, you might have to play him. Um, mm-hmm. I would feel comfortable starting either one of the QBs, to be honest with you. Um, that's just kind of where I am on this one. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But Thursday night games normally end up being a little bit lower scoring as it is. And for the over under to be that low and for Thursdays to be notoriously uh, lower um, as far as points are concerned, I, I, w- I wouldn't risk it if I could possibly avoid it. Um, next matchup, you got the Colts and the Patriots. This is a 43-point over-under, only a point and a half separating it, um, and the Patriots are getting that point and a half. Joe, what you got on this matchup? Man, it's doo-doo plus doo-doo, man. It's, this is this is the dookie game, okay? But it's only because of the quarterbacks and, the, and also part of the offense for New England. I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I think it's a field goal game, honestly. Indianapolis defense isn't the greatest thing to write home about, but they've been playing. They've been, but don't break. We're going to, for lack of a better word. Um, honestly, I like Ramondre in this matchup. I even like on the opposite end, Zach Moss and JT. And I think that's another reason why this game is going to be fairly, you know, close and down to field goal. As far as wide receivers, we got to go back to Douglas. We got to go back to Josh Downs. I think those two guys really are really standing out to me on both sides of the ball. Not take away from Mike Pittman, but it's just, he just without, you know, um, Anthony Richardson, he just you got to give it up to the other guys on the field, in my opinion. So it's not much on offense to write, write home about. But I think it's going to be a field goal game, definitely. The kickers are definitely going to be in play. You got the Saints going up against the Vikings. This is a 41-point over-under, two-and-a-half points separating the two. And the Vikings are getting that two-and-a-half points. What you got on this one, man? Oh, man. Um, so another kind of- a tricky game. Um, the fans they come in with the new QB, um, the chemistry, you know, things of that nature. It's funny because when he was in Arizona, guys like Marquise Brown, these guys, um, Hurts, they had a lot of targets, but there wasn't a lot of completions there. Um, so that's one of the things that we're here. I'm not sure how he will lose Addison. I don't think Addison does well this game. I think the person that takes the bump up in this game would be Hawkinson because he has shown Hawkinson. a rapport with the tight end. Um, someone he has because Hurts was like 
he was getting double digit targets most of the year, like most of the game. So McBride got uh, 14 targets game before last. Right. So I can I can definitely see Hawkinson being the guy that you probably want to own. I know Madison is all alone, um, but this Saints defense is pretty usually pretty solid against the run. Um, I think if you're digging deep, the guy Chandler may get some rock on the other side. The Saints, you can't trust Carr, um, even when you have great matchups. I mean, Minnesota's hard on the back end. This will probably be one of those games you'll see Rasheed say he he'll catch a bomb for like 75. You know, it'll be one of those type games. Um, Kamara's gonna be Kamara, of course. Um, and then see what Taysom Hill gives you, but. There's no one that really stands out per se. This is probably going to be kind of an ugly game, to be honest with you. Browns versus one, Ray. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I, I, do, I do think one of these one of those games that you'll see Rashid, he'll catch a long ball. He probably had three catches for like book 40 <laughs> or a touchdown. It's going to be one of them kind of games. I mean, you got the Browns going up against the Ravens. A divisional matchup, 38 point over under, and that sounds about right. Normally when they see each other, um, it's not a whole lot of points scored. Two coaches that know each other very well. Uh, but it is a six-point spread with the Browns getting the six. What you got on this one, Joe? This is going to be a good matchup. And I think, honestly, this has a lot of implication. Cleveland versus the Ravens, I mean, I think Ravens, you got to give it to Ravens. Ravens defense is really playing really good. They don't get enough credit because, you know, they're not the sack people, you know, the sack squad that we use them to be. But now at full health, we're seeing these teams being contended, contention. I think with me saying that, get Amari Cooper uh, regardless. This man is playing like we talked about earlier in the show where you're going to need one of them years because he's another one that's due for a contract. And this man has definitely delivered when healthy on the field. Uh, I think you can find over so receivers on the opposite end going to Elijah Moore. I think this is a bounce back game for him if Watson's at 100%. Because they're going to need it. I think this game is going to be more of a shootout and Lamar doing everything he got to do. So let's pivot to the other side of the ball. Because obviously, I think you still have that flex between Jerome Ford and Hunt. But you got to start, you know, who is it going to be? Keon Are you going to have Gus Edwards, Justice Hill? I don't know. We're going to focus on who we do now. We're going to get Zay. We're going to get uh, Mark Andrews. We're going to get Lamar. And then let's just throw a rabbit out the house. Who's going to catch the touchdown? We'll say Rashad Bateman because we just seen OBJ catch it from Hawkins last week. Um, but it's going to be a good shootout. Andrews, oh, yeah. Andrews always going to for one, right? But it's going to be a really good game to watch. I think you can fire up people with confidence uh, when this. I think after Andrews and Zay Files, it's like you just got to rock, paper, scissors because Aguilar might come back and bite somebody in the ass in the uh, dynasty. Texans versus the Bengals. This is a 47 and a half point over under. I, th- I want to say this might be, if not the highest, one of the highest for sure over unders of the week. And um, the Texans are getting seven points. I can see the public being very heavy on the Bengals, and I can see them. I can see the Texans covering on this one. Um, if if you are uh, participating in any betting at all, but uh, we'll kind of see what the consensus is on that. This is going to be real short for me. Um, other than the Texans running backs, if you got them, start them. Um, I'm, I'm confident in every other offensive player on both teams, other than the Texans running backs. 
that that um so like I said, if, if you got them, start them. Uh, 49ers versus the Jaguars. You have a 45 point over under. This is a three point spread, but the Jaguars getting the three. What you got on your boys, man? Oh man, I think this is uh well McCaffrey, of course, he's back. You know what he gonna do. I mean, you don't sit McCaffrey and he's every week starter. You you expect one man wrecking crew. It don't matter who they play against, you expect greatness out of him. But I really like Brandon Ayuk this game. Um, I think this could be the game that he shows us what he was supposed to be all year long, uh, going against his Jags secondary. I think you want to temp your expectations on a guy like ETN against his run defense. But at the mm-hmm. same time, the back end of 49ers have not been very good. Uh, so I do like Christian Kirk. You very may well see Ridley up here again, finally. Um, but I'm really interested in seeing the newly acquired Chase Young. Facts, how does that, yeah. How does that pass rush look now? Um, and another kid, another tidbit, the defensive coordinator is coming downstairs. This has been his first game downstairs. I haven't really been liking how he's been calling the game, so he's coming downstairs this week for the first time. That could very well make a difference. Um, and let's help help me out, Vander. What's up with this? You're going to call a better game. If you're on the field versus being upstairs in the box. And if that is the case, why isn't everybody on the field? Like, I feel like this is like a cop out. Uh, the, 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 the Steelers did it last week with the uh, OC. He still sucked. Like, like it, like it, you're not going to call different plays because you're on the field versus being in the box. I, I feel like it's just oh. like the like like getting written up. It's, it's, it's like your write up. Like, like I have to change something. So now you're going to be on the field instead of in, in the box. Like, ooh, it, like I what, think what? I think. I think it's a difference. Uh, I guess coaches have preference, but it's a difference when you own the field. You feel like you're more in the game. Uh, in the that's box, the case. Why don't everybody do it? Versus you have to suck first, and then then you're gonna do it. Like, like I, I, I don't said, understand. Some people, it's it's all about the view. Some people like the bird's eye view. Was more like watching the game on TV. You can see more. But you on the sideline, you can only see you know what's in front of you. Um, right. I I think the sideline coaching is gonna be better. For him, because you're going to be more personable with the with the uh, players coming off, you'll be able to have more conversations and ask them what they see, what you think. You don't have to always be on the phone trying to figure it out. It's different when you face to face. You, I think, it's going to be a lot better uh, defensively for this team. I like to see oh, offensive coordinators. I think they should be up there. But I think if you're a defensive coordinator, you might want to be down here. You know, because sometimes you know the bird's eye view is good offensively. But I think defensively, you you in the you know you have a more of a trenches mindset. Right. I think you really want to be down there with the guys per se. Um, when it comes to calling these defenses, so he coming downstairs. I think they're gonna maybe you know do the whole sending it forward, dropping seven type deal now because this guy been running like Makes man. Sense. He been running cover. I mean cover one, zero, cover zero. Like it's been bad, and we don't have the secondary. To do, to do that. that, you know what I mean, <laughs> right? You see, he gave up a touchdown with twenty yeah. seconds left before the half to uh, Addison against the Vikings, which was cover zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> agreed. But they haven't. But the 49ers haven't been able to get pressure to the quarterback, so that's why Chase Young is there now. The Buckeye bookends are back together yep. again. So, hey, you know, I, I can't wait to see your squad now. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's see how I, I remember what that was like watching them together. In college, so yeah, I, I think I think this will end up. Be, this could be what propels y'all, you know, barring injury. This could be what literally propels that team um, 
uh, and, and kind of get you back in that stride, especially going down the stretch. You got the Packers going up against the Steelers, 39 point over under, and the Packers are getting the three points. Man, Joe, do, do, can you confidently start anybody in this game? Hmm. Honestly, you can't. I don't want to put – still is defense. There we go. You in the league okay. that still appreciates the defense. Still is defense is definitely the way to go. I just know identity for the Packers. I'm not, you know, you want to root for him, right, Jordan Love? I, I'm like, dang, he looked kind of good, but that mystique wore off real quick. I really think going against the Steelers team that's playing really good in coverage. They got Joey Porter Jr. over there. They got uh, Patrick Peterson over there. And he playing like he's still with the Cardinals. He still is fast. And he's playing well. Do you know if Minka's going to be back? Man, Minka. I know he was hurt. Bad, man. Oh, he, I don't oh, think okay. he was back okay. for the game. Okay. Yeah, Minka, Minka hurt, hurt. I think he might miss gotcha. a few games. But even without him, with, with you got Watt, it don't matter. And Hayward coming back from uh, injury. Uh, most recently, it's a good. It's I think to me it's gonna be a formidable game only because the Packers got a defense. You know we are gonna name names, but I think this is gonna be in that that territory of field goal game. But I think one of these teams is gonna uh, control the turnover margin. We're gonna see a ton of points off the of turnover. So to your point, it's it's a hard pass. I mean I can't really. You know, Jair is healthy, so I'm not even gonna go throw a net wide receiver out there. So both defenses basically low scoring game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, one of them gonna have a turnover game. Somebody gonna have like one of them fumble touchdowns, and it's a pick six. We gonna see one of those uh, carry this game, I think. So I'm not. I have one each. Nobody. <laughs> right, shit. <laughs> you got the Titans going up against the Buccaneers. Another low uh, over under on this one. Uh, Thirty eight and a half points is the over under for the Titans versus the Buccaneers. One point separating the two with the Titans being the one getting that one point. What you liking this one, Vander? Mm, man, I love Levis this game. Um, okay. Really didn't, really didn't see him throw touchdowns like, the, you know, the game before with the four. But I guess it's Buck secondary who's been struggling as a late. Um, I think this could be a really good bounce back for him. Uh, let's see. Hopkins had 11 targets last week. Only caught four. Didn't do well. I think this could be a Kyle Phillips game. If you're digging deep, I okay. think he's a sleeper because usually against the Bucks, the the main guy they kind of do well against, but that second guy kills them, like Gabe Davis did. Um, who the Bucks played last week? Um, who did they who play was, last week? I I forgot that quick. They just played um, Houston. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. You see. You see. You see. Tank Dell. Yeah, um, I just yeah, think that yeah. and, you know Nico had a decent game, but Tank Dale killed them, and even Nico. So I think those second receivers always. I wonder if Burke's gonna be back. I didn't see anything. Um, I I know he he had. Uh, I think he might have had a concussion or something. He he had a pretty bad. You know, I would think he's gonna be out this week, but he would be that yeah. guy. You know that you know burner, the Tank so Dale like, kind of a prototype. I, I do like Levis with that connection. Uh, this week, I think you want to tip your expectations on a guy like Henry. This Buccaneer defense has been known for years for slowing down the run, which I think they will do this game. And Vito Vea is healthy. Yeah, on the other side, the Titans usually are really good against the run, but as of late, they've been pretty bad. I think Rashad White can mm-hmm. carry on. You know, the, the game he just came off a 20-some-odd point game in fantasy. Then you can do that again this, this week moving forward. He maybe can build on that. And you just fight for everybody else. So, you know, the Evans, um, 
as usual, you know. Seems like Baker Mayfield finds a way to to be fantasy relevant no matter what the score is or how bad like he's playing. So for everyone else, I think uh, you just play per usual. Falcons versus the Cardinals. This is a 44-point over-under and a one-and-a-half-point spread with the Cardinals getting that one-and-a-half. Um, I kind of I, – I, I don't really – like this game to be honest with you um I, I the thing about the falcons is if you pick the wrong player you'll be right and if you pick the right player you'll be wrong because their coach is just bass backwards and it's just it doesn't make sense like john o. smith shouldn't be the leading tight end and you shouldn't have tyler allegier out there as much or more than you have Bijan Robinson. Like, what was the point of these high draft picks, the highest drafted tight end ever, I believe, and then one of the highest uh, running backs in recent history as far as draft is concerned, mm-hmm. and you're not using them like it. You, would, I mean, like, so I, I just – I don't really like the Falcons' offense in general. Um, with the Cardinals, I think that they will be on the right road, but it's going to – I just don't – I've seen Kyler Murray mess up when he's had several games in a row to have a good feel for what he's supposed to be doing. I don't think he's going to have that, that feel for the game first game back. I think it's going to be some jitters. I think it's going to be some pressures on the part of the Falcons defense. And I just, I, this is a game that you shouldn't have anybody that you're dependent on. Um, I can't think of one fantasy player that is a like, oh, my God, he's my stud. I got to start him on either one of these teams at this point. Um, now, granted, if if you were one of those people that drafted uh, Bijan early, I, I, hopefully you pivoted, <laughs> you know, like, like a while ago. But I mean, I, I wouldn't depend on anybody in either one of these. Not to say that it won't be, you know, somebody's going to have a good game, but I just really can't tell you who. So I, I try to stay away from it if at all possible. You got the Lions versus the Chargers. This is a 48 and a half point over under. Now, this is the highest over under this week. Yep, sure is. So, Joe, uh, what do we have here? The Chargers, you know, had a great game this past week. I'm going up against the Jets. The Jets have a formidable defense, didn't really have much on offense. Um, the Lions have a great defense and offense. So, do the Chargers go back to being what we thought they were? Or are they going to kind of keep the keep the party going here? Well, I think honestly, I think this is going to be a, a good game. I think ultimately the Lions are going to take it. What I well, I think with the Absolutely. the Chargers is like you had the Jets, you had Zach Wilson. And I'm not trying to say like you know that matchup didn't go in any way, but if you look for anybody you want to target as far as the layup, it'd be Zach Williams Wilson at this point. Like that, what they they did what they're supposed to do in that matchup. Now you're getting a Detroit who's hungry. I think if they're not mistaken, I don't know if they lost last week, but I know they lost the week before last. This is a team that has an identity that needs to reestablish. No, they, they're coming team. off of a bye. So they had they two weeks to prepare for them. Yeah. Boom. Even better, the bye and the loss before. They need to establish that identity. If they're going, they already got the division. No Kirk Cousins. You need to put the nail in the coffin and start winning these games. And it starts with a tough opponent. And I think, obviously, you got to start your Montgomery's, you got to start Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ra, everybody, fire everybody up on the Lions. Going to the Chargers is a little tricky because we we would think Keenan Allen, we saw this man have 20 targets four weeks ago. 
They don't know how to get this man the ball, and it's no Mike Williams. Even with Joshua Palmer out, he still, to me, didn't garner enough targets and receptions to make him that number one wide receiver. Now, it is a possibility that Joshua Palmer will come back, but that's going to be a Sunday decision, literally going down to game time. But we got to still go to the Everett to the world. We got to have – if one person going to have to do it, it's going to be between Edwards and Keenan Allen to keep it going. Because we can't help Johnston. I don't, I'm going on a rant. So, let me complicate that a little bit more for you, Joe. Um, your boy Parham has actually been getting as many targets and doing a little bit more with him than ever. So you don't even yeah, know. Yeah, so that last week he had 42 yards. He had 42 yards the week before. And a touchdown the week before, too. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? So, I think I think Allen can bounce back this week. Um, yeah, it ain't him. It's just they need to give him the ball. He, he, but he has had some tough matchups. Um, they just played the Jets. That was pretty tough. Um, the Chicago game. Then they had Kansas City, who's playing lights out defensively this year. They are. Yeah, they're they playing better Dallas. on defense than they are on offense. They got a top five total defense. Yeah. Then Dallas. Mm-hmm. So he he been having some some pretty tough matchups. I think this one is going to be a little bit better playing against these Lions. Um, so of course, I mean, of course, you're gonna play him, but I think he, I think he can, I think he can bounce back this game. I think he can bounce back. So my question to you all is, what do y'all think on this matchup? What would be the timeshare as far as Montgomery and Gibbs? Um, do you think Montgomery comes back and he's because you know we see Montgomery, he he was the runaway bell cow, like Gibbs is more sprinkled. But even though we just I feel like now it's going to be. What it, what we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year, it's going to be Montgomery at the goal line. You know how you always say you got a twenty to twenty guy, and then you got a red zone guy. I don't think that they thought they could use Gibbs in that fashion, so they just gave the lion share the money. I think Gibbs is now about to be the twenty to twenty guy, and 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 uh, uh, David Montgomery is going to be the the red zone guy. See, and I would agree with you. But then it's just like we had the same conversation with Bijan, where it's like, what do you get him for? Montgomery looked pretty good. He made, I'm just saying, he made me question that number 12 pick. Not saying Jameer Gibbs isn't going to be a great talent, but he's running when healthy. To me, he looked better than Jamal Williams, just to cut the, the caveat out. He looked like he running better than Jamal Williams. So I think with that one, it's hard to say. But I agree, Zay. I think we as as you know, us having our own opinions, us being on the show, we got the right interpretation. But I don't know if come Sunday <laughs> they gonna listen to us. But they gonna Arthur right, Smith think, it. <laughs> yeah, they gonna Arthur Smith is bullshit. I think you have to get the, the dire severity of the game. You can't keep this kid off the field much longer. Like, but I do see where Montgomery is. He's toting that rock. Like, I gotta give him respect because I, I counted him out. Commanders going up against the Seahawks, 45 and a half point over under, and the Commanders are getting six and a half points in this one. What are we looking at? What we got? That bullshit. I think it's going to be – this game will get crazy. It, it seems like without Curtis Samuel, Howard don't care. He don't care. It's, as long as he got Terry, as long as he got Dotson. Anybody in the backfield, Brian Robson came alive last week. That little scamper for them eight yard touchdown, that shit was that was hard. It, he wasn't playing no joke. 
Higgins a favorable matchup. Like, I don't care if we just got Williams from the Giants. This is going to be a good shootout. It's going to be a nice, healthy shootout. I think on both sides, you can start both of those starting receivers. Um, even looking on the other side of the ball, Charbonnet, we got to start talking about this one because if Walker picking the wrong time to get nicked up, Charbonnet on that ass, and he's been on the ass the last few games. And Charbonnet, he he playing good. I can't, I got to give him a Yeah. Man, AJ, well, look, AJ Dillon was in the second round too. And we saw this go a different way, but I'm glad he, <laughs> I'm glad he playing good. But all seriousness, I think you can honestly start everybody because this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to go back and forth. It's going to stay competitive because both defenses don't bend up or don't break. But I do see opportunities where somebody's going to be able to get a touchdown at different junctures of the game. Just want to stay within three, in my personal opinion. So you can start all your guys in confidence. But um, the tight end position is really unique with us. So I say with Fant, uh, you know, I mean, if this if you got if you're in a tight league anyway, you might not be going as deep as as Fant. But it's too many miles to feed on the Seahawks side of the ball as far as tight end. We get everybody involved. Got the I Giants going up against the Cowboys. Oh, go ahead, man. On that Seattle game, I think whoever the start running back is can have a good game. Because if you watch this Washington defensive line last week, um, it showed yeah. on that run from uh, Ramondre, it showed that yeah. Sweat and Chase went on the field. I mean, that hole was like you could ride a Winnebago through that thing. You know what I'm saying? So going against the Seattle Seahawks, if, you know, Kendall Walker haven't been having a good season, but this could be a breakout for him if he's the starter. And if not, if Charbonnet's the guy, I think he can really show on um, why he was drafted where he was drafted at. But uh, I, I like the run against this team this week because of that how they how that thing looked last week. You can tell they was missing some guys on the defensive line. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, all right, this one's yours, Vander. You got the Giants going up against the Cowboys, thirty-eight and a half point over under. My lord, I don't think I've ever seen this before. <laughs> the spread is 16 and a half. <laughs> oh, damn. My God. Last time I see a spread like that was when the Patriots was on that run back in the day when they had Randy Moss. Facts. Those Facts. were some crazy spreads. I mean, if you can remember, they had, they had a 21-point spread one time. And they was covering. That, that season, <laughs> they was covering 21. And it, I mean, it was bad. I think that was 2007. I, th- I, I, I think that was when we had Moss. The, the year they went undefeated. Yeah, that was 2007 with Randy Moss and Brady. Yeah. yeah. They was covering. But I mean. 16 and a half. My goodness. And I'm um, taking the I'm taking the I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys with that, man, because. You take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this team can pass the 50 yard line. Like, honestly, um, one of the strengths of the Cowboys is the, the defensive front. They're pretty good at stopping the run. They, they had the secondary two come up front to pack the box. I, I mean, DeVito, his arm is not scary. They don't have any no. scary guys on the outside. I mean, they don't have line. any wide receivers. Right. So there's nobody. I mean, well, I tell you what, the kid Hyatt, now he's scary as far as speed. Maybe get him a one on one matchup here and there, but I don't trust DeVito to get the ball there to him. Exactly. Yep. Um, just play the Cowboys, man. Um, we haven't. So let seen me ask you this though. Just, 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 just to go to the other side real quick. Is this going to be a game where the starters that were going to have a good game 
end up not even playing the fourth quarter for the Cowboys? Um, I, 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 they're gonna have a good game. So you know, one of my favorite sayings is two things can be true. They're gonna have a good game, and the starters gonna sit. So you may see Pollard. Uh, I think this is gonna be a bounce back game for him. Um, yeah, absolutely. New York early in the season, you know what I'm saying? He did well. Um, but then you may see Rico Dotto or whatever. He'd come in, he'd probably get him a, a touchdown this game as well. I think it's going to be one of those games where the starters are going to play well early, and then you'll probably see some of the other guys come in and maybe get some late scores themselves. So this should be an ugly game, man. I don't I don't know. It's, this might be one of the ugly – like the Cowboy fans are going to love this, but the average football fan is going to – Turn the channel by mid first quarter. Is this game in guys. Dallas or is it in New York? It's in Dallas, right? Because it's in last Dallas. Time, it was like storming. Yeah. So it's in Dallas. Yeah. yeah this this going to be one of the ones. Play. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think Dak going to have some short fields. Um, yeah. For sure. Him and, him and Lamb has been clicking on all cylinders the last couple of games. So, and the kid Ferguson. Lamb might pull a Jefferson this game for real. Yeah, and the kid Ferguson, man, he's been coming on strong. Yeah, yeah. so true, true. I think everyone on that side of the field is going to have a great fantasy night. On the other side, don't play nobody. Don't play nobody. Don't play no New York Giant. I know if you're a Barkley owner, you got to play him because where you draft him. But uh, good luck. We got the Jets going up against the Raiders. I think this may be the lowest over-under of the week at 36, if I'm not mistaken. Um, One point is the spread, and that point is going to the Raiders. So this is one of those games where I think the Raiders can pull it off as far as winning the game. They're competent on both sides. They kind of have a new, a little bit of pep in their step, if you will, based on the coaching changes and all that kind of good stuff. Um, I can see this being a Jacobs game. Um, I can see them running the ball a whole lot. Zach Wilson is going to lose the game for the Jets. Um, and unfortunately, I, I believe that that's going to end up hurting Paul because unless he just happens to break one, they're focusing on him because they don't have to focus on Wilson. He's going to destroy himself and the wide receivers that he's throwing to. So I, I don't really think that um, the Jets are going to put up very many points. I think the, the Raiders come away with it. Again, this is a Jacobs game and probably, unfortunately, another game where Adams won't do very much between you know O'Connell being a rookie and been probably going to be a little bit afraid of sauce and um, he might be told to stay away from sauce. So I can see this being a, um, a, a Jacoby Myers game as well. Um, keep it short and simple type of a situation and um, then run it in with Jacob. So that's why I am with that matchup. Um, final matchup Broncos versus the bills on Monday night. This is a 47 and a half over under and the Broncos are getting seven and a half points, which you got, what you got for us, Joe, go ahead and uh, take us out. I've been talking shit about Russell Wilson all season. I'm getting, I'm, I'm starting to like him now. I'm starting <laughs> to like him now. He like top five in most QB categories at this point. It, it it's right. not on him anymore. It's, it's it's on the defense now. I think honestly it's gonna be a really good game. I, I you know, just I gotta say this. This is the show. I got all the good games. I gotta say this because I can't say to play about this matchup either. I think it's gonna be really good. I think honestly, to me. 
I can't see nobody I don't like starting. I think the big question marks for me has always been these wide receivers because we seen him getting it done with, you know, the rookie running back out the backfield. We seen him getting it, a little bit of everybody involved. Uh, even Marvin Mims occasionally makes a debut on this offense. So it really comes down to me, Russell, first and foremost. Um, from there, I think obviously getting Ed, Ed Oliver back, it's hard to pick between Javante and now. I could, I could probably get there with Javante. Javante been running super efficient. You can tell he needs, you know, P. Ryan and this other running back. Uh, just from the recovery of this, I think he's he's killed. But you see him running for four or five a clip now where I would think, you know, years past it'd be a little bit different. So I can kind of get there with him. But on the other side, those bills, I think, honestly, you got to go with everybody. I know this is going to be a stout defense. I think Denver comes to the party. But this game going back, I think, honestly, Denver can pull ahead early on in this game to where Josh Allen going to have to throw this ball 40 times. It, I say it's going to be a good 40 times. Now, can we see him throw them, them interceptions? He loved to, you know, pit-a-pat with the ball and have some turnovers. But I think it's a good game for all his receivers, from Shakir to Diggs to Gabe Davis. I want to see this. I want to see it be a James Cook game. But Latavius Murray, I think that's somebody – we seeing him a little bit more and more getting more bites at the apple. He did. I think. It's, Wait. It's so let me ask you this though. Do Do you think Lenny ends up, you know, getting put out there in this game? Because if, if he goes out there, I think he ends up taking over for uh, Lat Murray. Uh, yeah, I think honestly, James Cook uh, might go down if Leonard. If Leonard knows this offense, we all seen him do it. He might be the guy because he's he's the culmination of both of James Cook and uh, he really is. Murray. Yeah, so it's I like, agree. if he's ready to go, I think you're right, man. You got to go with him, especially in DFS. That's going to be a wonderful play. I think he's going to probably still be about 5000 5, or so on DK. I didn't check this morning, but Lenny might be that player as far as a sneaky play. But I like all the receivers. I love Kincaid in this match. I think he's matchup proof at this point. He just – he everything we, we thought him to be early in the process, and I think he's going to turn up. As long as not there, he might get 80. I think he's going to get 80 easily. In this matchup, he's just that good, man. I think honestly, he's becoming that viable of a target because they still put him in the slot, even still without Knox. They put him in the spot and they got the uh running the what the tight end uh they just got off the uh you know right off the street, they got him blocking. So I think it's gonna be a really good game from KK. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Make sure you tune in next week. And in between the weeks, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, that's Fantasy Football Fiend, at Fantasy Football Fiend. And make sure you join us on the Facebook group at the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. For tonight, we out.